Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi everyone, this is Damien. I am just very quickly jumping in to let you know that Sean's audio goes a little bit funny about midway through this episode. It's only for a couple of minutes, but I didn't want to lose the beautiful things he was saying. So I've kept it in as best I can, but I had to pull from Tom's mic. Luckily, those boys love sitting cheek to cheek. And so I could get Sean's audio, albeit not quite as good. Either way, just wanted to let you know, enjoy the episode. Cheers. You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Cure. Cure is a 1997 Japanese psychological thriller film written and directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. It follows Detective Takabi, who is called in when a wave of gruesome murders begins sweeping Tokyo. The only connection is a bloody X carved into the neck of each of the victims, and in each case the murderer is found nearby shocked by their own actions. Sean, I have a question for you before we get into this movie. Thomas, I'd love to hear a question. So, we've all watched this film, obviously, because that's the nature of the show. Yeah, that's generally how things um, work. It'd be pretty funny if I rolled in and went, yeah, I didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd yeah, love to see I, you try to bluff your way through the plot. I reckon I could, but not with this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some movies yeah. I reckon you could. Yeah, yeah. I oh, th- definitely. I yeah. reckon I could have not seen... The Flash, and I reckon I could talk about The Flash. I reckon I could do an hour and a half on The yeah. Flash film, having not seen any of it, just yes-anding a lot of other yeah, people. For sure. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Um, But no, my, my thing here is there are ways to enjoy a movie, and Kurosawa, I'm sure when he made this movie, which the big Marty Scorsese said is the scariest film yes. Kurosawa has yes. made. I think when he sat down to make it, I think he was thinking about the optimum way to watch the movie. Yeah. So, Sean, I have a question for you. How did you watch Cure? Over several sittings. <laughs> On an iPad. Oh, no. <laughs> Not by choice. Okay. I have some unusual circumstances <laughs> okay. at the moment. My girlfriend's laptop was broken. She's been borrowing mine. Oh. She's also not at home at the moment, so I was away when I needed to watch it. So what I would right. normally would have done with- Because this is this film was a little bit tricky to find. Yes, yeah. So normally I would have you know, HDMI'd it onto my home theatre yep. system. Yes. Couldn't do that. Um, okay, okay. Panicked a little bit. Struggled to find it, found it on my iPad, yeah. and then just fitted in when I had the time. Oh, wow. And okay. um, had some interruptions that were unavoidable and then ended up finishing watching it <clears throat> at work today. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a moment when my work day got real busy where yeah. I thought, Oh my god! Imagine if I can't finish this movie, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bluff it or something. Like, what am I gonna do? And I thought I can't with this movie because I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. No, no, yeah, that ending as well. So yeah, yeah not the ideal. Can't bluff a who done it. Not nah. the ideal. Yeah, not the ideal setup, really. No, but I don't really think it diminished my genuine appreciation for the movie. Oh, good. Okay, oh, I good thought it transcends the experience. I thought it was 
Borderline stunning. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, well said. I love this. The word um, mesmerizing, perhaps? It's mesmerizing. It's It's hypnotic. (laughs) It's. I think we'll probably all maybe have the same vibe and talk at length about the fact that the way that it's shot and the sound design as well. Honestly, incredible. Yeah. Like it, it. Brought to mind Zodiac. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just in the procedural sort of way that the yep. camera, almost at, at the start without really realizing, the camera just stays back. Mm-hmm. Often yeah. scenes just have one camera shot in it. Yeah. And it's like pretty detached. Like, the, yep. actually, detachment is a good way to describe the whole sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It never really moves in close. I don't think there's an emotional sort of hook in the movie. No, no. But there's in the traditional sense. In the traditional sense. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's it's methodical, not emotional. Yeah. Which yeah. is like to me, I'm like there's a few things already at play there that I'm like, oh, I like. Obviously, a detective needs to be methodical, not emotional. Um, there's our serial killer who seems to have no emotion. No, emo- obviously, we'll get into his character in a bit. But like, so then for the the way this camera is moving, where it's like, it's not that you're not aware of the camera movements. You. you Quite are you like if anything you almost can't help but notice them, but they're done with this yeah this methodology that is so precise and so gorgeous yeah that whatever is feeling like the framing of the every shot is just awesome and like even with the like it's literally the thing where you're like oh that's a nice photo you know like yeah. obviously like you think yeah. about framing framing maybe more for if if any of us have taken a, a photo you know you, you may be aware of your rule of threes and all that sort of shit and obviously you're doing the exact same thing with film but you want to do it in a way that's maybe less noticeable i think for for certain stories at any rate yeah but for this one i'm like and i was so aware of it and was so grateful that i was aware of it because every shot was so beautiful there was a few that i really picked up on one was um the detective and his sort of sidekick the psychologist or whatever he was Sakara? yeah yeah they're on the rooftop of the of the i think it was the cop yep. shop yeah and it's just sort of the, the way the framing works with them sort of almost perfectly in the center. They've almost got this like Wes Anderson-ness going on. But then it's also when the frame stops and they move out of the frame. Yeah. And like all of it was done in, in a way that just enhanced the experience and did give you like, I kind of can't even really pinpoint how I'd love to. But again, I'm not a director or I'm a cinematographer, so I don't think I've got enough of that mindset. But like it's affecting me in the exact way it needs to be affecting me. Yeah, and I think that's that's weaponized. That's exactly what you want to be seeing. There are times when I looked at this and I thought it almost had a bit of a lo-fi sort of low budget yes. look to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like a just a like, and it, this is not the case at all. But it's sometimes it's cameras in the corner of the room just sort of observing. Yeah, yeah. And it tricked my brain into being like, oh, is this is like a really like a low budget sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But no, it's it's actually just masterful stuff. And part of it is the sound design, but I don't know if you want to talk a bit more on the visual. Well, one of the things I love about the visual stuff is we talked about like the framing and how it moves the frame yeah. is the amount of times where, particularly when we're following the detective, the amount of times where the camera leads. So the yes. camera will move yes. to where yes. he yes. is yes. about yes. to go. Like mm. there's that great shot where he's gone to one of the crime scenes mm. And he, the camera then moves out into the street and is filming like the train station. I think it's when they go to the, the little police booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he walks out into the street afterwards and he's just like standing there looking around, yeah. trying to look for clues. Because it's almost like the camera's led him to here. It's like the clues are here, but there's nothing there yeah, for him to find. Yeah, yeah. And it happens quite a few times and often with him where the camera will actually lead him and then he will come into it afterwards. Mm. And there's that incredible shot, which hints to, I guess, thematically what's going to happen over the course of this film. Where he's interviewing the hypnotist, the psychologist, the, the, basically the, our perpetrator. Yeah. And it's that shot reverse shot where half of their faces are overlapping one another just perfectly. Great shot. Yeah. And it's like, 
what the f- this is fucking beautiful. Yes. It's yeah. so good. I love the shots when he the detective goes to his home mm. because it's very the, some of the shots the when he's in detective mode yes. are very procedural right. yeah. and mechanical. But then when it's in his own home, it feels more point of view. Yeah. Like it's always following him and the camera, like he sits down at the kitchen table and the camera moves around and follows him. Yeah. Yep. And his wife is sort of on the fringe. Yeah. Did you ever follow her out of a frame? We yes. always just sort of stay on him, which I yeah. thought was really cool. And even that one where he comes home and she's put the raw steak on the table mm. and it stays on him. She walks into shot, turns the washing machine back on and walks back out of shot again. Yeah, and yeah. it never it never follows her. It doesn't go from him. No. Neither of them are in the center of the frame. Like nothing really yeah, is. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's a, a dangerous, dangerous use of camera. This, this is yeah. big lean-in territory. Oh. <laughs> like, and I was watching on an iPad, so I was leaning in anyway. <laughs> but I, I do think that the filmmaker has done an awesome job yeah. at like- I think you said at the start, mesmerizing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Mm. I was just leaning in because I was just fascinated with not only the characters and the story that's mm. unfolding, but just the way that it's shot was, it's not shot like an American film, is it? Like, no, yeah, yeah. There's something well, really cool and different about yes. it. Yes. And I think like, for me, the thing that I definitely got caught on was like the blocking. Like you talked about, you know, oh, the camera's just sort of sitting back in the corner and mm. where, but it's like, it's almost like a ballet where it's like, yeah, it is because it's already found the one shot it needs for this scene. It's not going to move. But the way they move within that frame, the way it's blocked, means that we're always going to get the information we need. It's always going to look gorgeous. It's going to look like this, yeah, almost Wes Anderson type thing while we've still got this movement, we've still got this detective story. And I just think that's fucking genius. Like, I can't I can't think of another movie I've seen where I've been so aware of it and so entranced by it. It's Zodiac. Zodiac's the right, one that right. the minute you said that, my brain was like, yeah, of yeah, course, it's, it's Zodiac. Yeah. It's a slow unraveling of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- it's such a weird, like, so I've seen his other film, Pulse. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to watch that. We should probably do for this podcast, yeah. America Boys, um, which has a similar thing where there's just some shots in that where you're like, no one in America is going to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, again, no one in Hollywood is going right, to do that necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um, unless they are watching other things. And, yeah. and good directors do. For sure. You know, and I think that's the thing is that you can feed anything you want to an AI, but an AI is never going to give you some of the shit going on in Cure <laughs> and Impulse. But he just, both of those films just have this thing where stuff just starts to slowly happen. Mm. You never really get a great explanation as to what's happening, but you get just enough information to get the next piece of information and the yes, next piece. And yes. then all of a sudden, by the time you get to about the midpoint or, or just past the midpoint in both films, mm. there's just this mess of stuff around you and you're like, fuck, well, I'm... Yeah. What? Oh no! Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in too deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly like our, our hero detective. Yeah. I saw a, a little quote from the director where he, I think, someone asked him, "Are you going to do like Hollywood movies? You're going to mm. go to America?" And it was just sort of this for him. It was like, I think to do that, I would have to train myself in the ways of American films. Yeah. And okay. he's like, so I don't know if it's like it's such a yeah. investment in time and and, right. and everything as well as like it would it would sort of. At least for us, you know, being outsiders from his culture, like it would dilute the vision that he's currently got. And yeah, I, I, yeah and we've I seen examples of it. Yeah, you see directors come across and do their American debut, yeah, and then a lot of the time the movies aren't great, and yeah. people go, "Oh, what the fuck? What happened there?" And it's like, well, because you tried to take this like awesome thing and just shove it in your little box, yeah, like, square of peg, round hole happens. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was one scene that sort of that does the unspooling thing and was beautifully visually shot, which was one of the first victims with the serial killer when he's on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Like that scene when was when I really like caught on to, oh, we're in danger here because yeah. I'm, the in, danger I'm of trapped it is by this. And you see like where he, the, 
the I can't remember the names unfortunately, but there's like the serial killer guy yeah. who's just on the beach. He's forgotten everything supposedly. Yeah. I think it's and- Mia Mama or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, Mamiya, Mamiya, Mamiya. So Mamiya's on the beach, and then there's that guy who lives near the beach who like walks past him once, and again the camera sort of follows him. And Mamiya goes out of frame and we feel yeah. safe for a second because we, we don't know what he is, but there's that sense of unease, that sense <laughs> oh, of danger. Yeah. And then the uh, the guy we're sort of following, he stops and Mamiya slowly comes back into frame. Up over like the dune. Too. Over like the he dune, He rises yeah. up out of the shot and right. then he walks. You're like, no. And now it's sort of following, tracking both of them. And there's even another point where Mamiya leaves a frame again. We get that brief moment of, of safety. And then that guy stops, turns around and sort of goes over to him. And again, just the way it was tracked of like, when he is and isn't in the frame, when like you kind of like, oh, is this going to go the way thinking? Oh no, we've got this moment of safety. Oh shit, he's back again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it literally is even kind of that thing where like, I even had it just last night. I was riding home from a screenwriter's club. So I'm coming home at like 10.30 at night. It's a bit late. And I was riding down this one street uh, on the way to my place. And there was this guy who was on his bike, just weaving back and forth in the center of the road, just sort of <laughs> going slowly, but he's clearly like- and you're just like, what's going on here? And you're sort of, I'm approaching. I was definitely going much faster than he was. <laughs> and I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. And you've got that sense of like, I don't know. There's just, obviously, there's something off about this guy waiting for it. And sure enough, when I went past, he yelled something. I don't know mm. what it was. I had my headphones in. I was listening to some tunes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, yep, there it is. There, and you just gunned yeah, it home. Yeah, and yeah. I just like kept going. Yeah. But you have that with this character where he's like, he's obviously disheveled. He's sort of like- Looking around, almost like looking for someone, but then you can kind of get that sense of like it doesn't matter who it is, and it really doesn't. Like no. that's easily this one of the scariest things about him. He's just wandering through life, causing. He's like a low key character. He's just yeah. causing chaos wherever he's just he goes. floating around. Yeah. yeah, floating around, waiting to drop an anchor, boys. That's what that man is. He is. Yeah, he's every every scene involving him just becomes more and more chilling and more and more effective. And there's that great. Again, they, they choose different shots for him every time. The one where he's yeah. in the police box mm. and he goes, I'm going to have a nap. And the camera just pivots around, sits there. He goes, puts his head on the desk and the camera just stays there. Mm. It's, and you're like, yeah. I don't like this. No. I don't, wanna, I don't <laughs> no. like seeing this man because we've seen him lurking. And again, you never you never get like a clear shot of Even when he's talking, he doesn't look at the camera when he's yeah. asking, starts asking the cop the questions that we learn become the thing, which is, yeah, tell yeah. me about who are you? Yes. And then they say their name and then what their job is and uh, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's so much I loved about this this film. Uh, definitely like what you touched on before, Tom, the way it, it only gave you the pieces you needed. And like even then you don't really – like you've got these pieces. You're like, I don't really – I feel mm. like I've got enough to keep moving forward. But, yeah, I don't really know the full picture yet. But slowly you do. And I just think that's some of the – the best storytelling where it's just like you're you are literally putting the pieces together. Mm. They're going, here's a thing, here's another thing, and here's one more other thing. You don't know how they're connected yet, but as it progresses, you slowly start to go, Oh, like even with his wife, for example, where the yeah. like he, the dryer thing I think is one of the best examples where the wife keeps turning the dryer on. Mm. Literally, that never gets spoken about. There is not one single line of dialogue in this whole movie about her putting the dryer on, him turning the dryer off, or what that might mean for her mental state. Never once. Mm. It is purely shown visually. It is purely waiting for us, the audience, to catch up and kind of get a sense of her mental state. Yeah. As well as like the idea of it being this like white noise. The white, the noise again. Which is where we're getting on sound design. Holy hell! Like it. Before yeah. we get to sound design, Tom, I got a question for you. Yes. Before I watched this movie, we just had a brief chat about it. Yes. And you said, upon reading Damo's review, you were fascinated to um, you know, pick his brain to yeah. see how it works. Because mm. what about his review has triggered you? So I watched this movie. Yeah. And from where I sit, 
it does a lot of similar things to Possession, a film you hated. <laughs> oh, interesting. interesting. And I'm like, I'd love to know what is the difference with this film. Yeah, yeah. Because both films just Grounding. start, they yeah. throw you... No, no, there's not... Grounded. I would argue that both of them don't ground you in a heap, but the performances are a little more over the top in yeah. Possession because it's, I think, European cinema. Yeah, yeah. So the performances are bigger than in a Japanese film. But I think in terms of giving you only the information the characters are kind of learning and maybe a little bit extra... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't completely resolve itself. It yeah. never it never holds no, your hand. Hundred percent see where you're coming from. It's very from. vibe heavy and the threat is so unclear until it's too late. Yeah. It's I think possession and cure are, are, are almost sister films in the way that they unspool. And it was very interesting for me to hear when I saw that mm-hmm. you'd loved it. I was like, interesting. I, I can tell you why very I easily. It. I love it too. Yeah, this yeah. is so I'd love to know. The threat has a physical form, that's one thing already. Then just the fact, oh, I think this is a big factor too. He's a detective. This is a thing, a genre that we know very well. We know the archetypes of it. And we know that he's on the case already. So that, to me, that's a grounding already. They, yeah. To me, it just feels, yeah, it feels completely different. I understand the comparisons to possession, but this is just like it's grounded in reality and then it unspools itself and bad things happen. Uh, for me, it's it's definitely that I had faith in the filmmaker. Where for possession, I said this in the episode for possession, I very quickly lost any faith in his storytelling abilities. And again, I'm always coming at it from a point of story. Yeah. And a hundred percent, like you know, we we talk about how you, you've got to talk about your biases. I'm I'm always looking for that first and foremost. Film is more than just story. I'm more than willing to admit that it is a visual art piece. So you can have things like possession, and you can have things like Skin in a Rink, where it's like, yeah, we're not. This is a movie, but it's also not worried about story. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't put Skin and Ring in this category at all. I just yeah. think Possession yeah, no, no, and this I, are I, quite I, similar. I, yeah, the comparisons between this and Possession. Yeah. But for Possession, like, we're having these crazy stuff happening and we're not fully on board. But then once we start to, like, once he gives us more, I'm like, no, you're not even on board for, like, <laughs> you're just throwing stuff at the screen yeah. and you're throwing feelings up and they're not they're not tying together in any And, like, so for Possession, I'm pretty sure I said this even in the episode, like, I very quickly lost faith in, like, oh, this is never going to come together in any kind of satisfying yeah, way because yeah, yeah. He, it almost feels like he's making it up as he goes along where this was the opposite. You I had more trust in I Kurosawa. I had nothing but trust yeah, in this yeah. guy because, again, you could tell while I while there were times I didn't have all the answers, I knew there were answers to be found. You I knew that if I kept going, yeah, I would get that satisfaction and I did. Like, And there is the ending, which we'll get to, where there isn't, there's a pretty high level of ambiguity to some degree. Yeah. But definitely throughout the whole thing, it's like, Maybe I was two steps behind the filmmaker, but like done through purpose. He wanted me to be that little bit behind so that, again, I get to have that joy of putting the pieces together myself. I'm not getting spoon fed any of it. And then I go, oh, okay, it's this. I think it's like it's he's hypnotizing them. Oh, he's doing he's doing it. I think he's doing it through the sound thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now it's been again. He's shown it to me rather than told it to me. And so, yeah, I even the moments like I didn't feel 100% like – the strange things were happening and, oh, is this is this just strange for the sake of strange? No, I was pretty confident. Like, no, if I pay attention and I be a good film student, I'm going to get rewarded for this. Yeah. yeah. Where possession, exactly. unfortunately, I didn't Tom, feel that way. This movie's asking asking questions and it has answers. Yeah. No, that's, I, that, that's absolutely fine. I don't want to get into the weeds I don't think possession, possession does at all. <laughs> I, 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 you mentioning possession is interesting because when you sort of put yeah, them side by side, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, interesting point. No, you were I did right not there, watch yeah. this and for one second think of possession. No, oh, and I that thought just, of it that just means wow, that's so it, for me this is competent in all the ways that <laughs> yeah, possession yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just I was watching and I'm like, this is because it's I'm not gonna lie, boys, it's a vibey film. 
Mm. It's big vibes. Hell yeah, yeah, but that's its vibes are backed up by what is happening on screen. Yeah, no, I just I was just curious. I was like, I need to ask Damo when we do Great this question. episode. Yeah, because yeah. to me they're quite similar. But uh, um yep, thank you very much. That's cool. Lovely. Lovely. I, I rest my case. Thank you. Sound design? Sound design. The heightened levels of just like ambient noise. Yes. Mm. White noise, I guess. But yeah. I think it's more than white noise. Yeah, it? yeah, I think you're right. It, is, it yeah. is specific to the environment. Yeah. But it's just unnerving in a way because it's like oh every movie i watch does not push the levels of that sound yeah no you're doing it and at a certain point it's just yeah it's very hypnotic yes very deliberate and it's so fucking effective it's so good and like once you catch on to it there is like a real moment of like fear because you're like this movie's fucking hypnotizing when me. When it disappears. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when yeah. it drops out. Holy when it drops out. Yeah. yeah. chat when all the police are in the room. Yeah. yeah. That scene, I'm like, it's really silent. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that is, stuff. that's craft. I tip my hat to that. 100%. That's, dude. Yeah. what a film. Yeah. This you, is a terrific film. Yeah. It's it's a really good one. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, Where did you hear of it, Damo? So, yeah, this was a choice from me initially. I think we all kind of maybe had it on our watch list, to be fair. Mm. Um. It was one of those ones where I've just been because obviously we're still doing scary boys and we still yeah. need more more and more movies, and it's been really fun sort of digging into the back catalogue of, of horror and like obviously there's such there's so much back there and so I've I've started a letterbox list for myself of like because we kind of have been doing this thing where we take turns choosing our next film where I've just wanted to have a bit of a, a nice solid list. So definitely, I, I apologies to the listener who recommended this. I'm pretty sure we 100% got a listener recommend this to us. And that's what got me onto it originally. Cool. And then, yeah, jumped onto Letterboxd, sussed it out. I'm pretty sure, Sean, you definitely had it in your watch list. And I can't remember, Tom, if you did as well. Probably came up. Tom would have been aware of it because he saw what was the Pulse. other one? Pulse. Yeah. 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 And he's We're- got another one too. What's the other one? Sean. I'm on the case. It's about a seance, I think. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And so basically, like, yeah, that's the way I approach when I choose them. Like, if if I already know that you boys are interested, happy days. Yeah. Um, if a if a listener has recommended it, like I I do take those recommendations seriously. I always suss them out. We've got, obviously got an insane amount of recommendations. So yeah. like it's gonna take us a good long time to get through them all. Plus, we just get curious by ones that pop up. Yeah. So it was a bit of a combination of all those things. Yeah, been recommended, you guys were keen on it, and then when I read the Perfect Storm. It was that perfect storm, and then like the re- reviews and ratings for this thing are understandably so high. Very When high. you've got Scorsese talking it up, you've got yeah. Bong Joon-ho talking it so up. So it's a top 10 film of all time. Right. So yeah. like, okay, I've just got to stop and watch yeah. this fucking movie. I'm That's very keen for us to do more Japanese horror. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you read? So I wasn't aware of this, but uh, it's- The movie's called Seance from 2000. Oh, it's called Seance. Looking it up on IMDb, there's no like content classification rating on it. It's not rated. Too dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks like- it looks like it's hard to find. Can I throw out a suggestion? Mm. You know how we, if we hit 200 patrons, we're going to be doing a seance. Yeah. We should do a seance and then watch seance as okay. well. Can as I show whole- you yep. the poster for seance? And you oh, I feel, like, mind? I feel like That's no. the poster for seance. I don't like that one bit, man. There's a poster for seance. Oh, fuck, Tom. That's got big, like, the ring vibes yeah, to it. It's, like, uh, talk about weaponizing a frame. Like, already in that one shot for the poster, yeah. I feel unsafe. I know this is an audio format and people can't see it. You don't want to see it. Yeah. You've done it's, your favor. So, it's a TV movie. Okay. Oh, wow. 2000. The Japanese name is not obviously seance. I think it's. I think it stars the detective again. Oh, great. Yeah, he yeah. was very animatic. He, Koji he Yakusha. A- a really good screen presence. I really like. Yeah, it. screen presence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, I kept thinking of charisma. I don't know if charisma is the right word to describe. Yeah, it. presence works. Presence, presence is, is good. He's got a strong there. presence. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, his choice to not 
the, the the choice to make him soundless when he has that vision of his wife, de- the, the false vision of her hung her, hanging herself oh in the kitchen. Oh, that yeah. scene. The fact that he, it's not him like yelling or screaming or howling. He just yeah. is like silently. He snapped. He just, something he just, inside yeah. him snapped. Yeah. And it, it's a horrific scene because then it snaps back to reality and she's like, what's wrong? Yeah. And he just goes, nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, how could you do that what? to your wife, yeah. mate? <laughs> so fucked. Yeah. Within what a short time frame after that is when he takes her to the hospital yep. and leaves her there and is like, yep. I'll get her when this case is yeah, over. Works mm. too busy. Works too busy. I love that the doctor's like, you look sicker than she does. Yes, yeah. that's a great call. I think he just stares at him, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He walks yeah. away. Yeah. 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 Um, so this, actually, another one it reminds me of just for the vibe and mm. the dread and uh, the overall sort of feeling of it is the wailing. Oh, oh yes. big time. Yeah, yeah. It's got that. Big vibe, yeah. Well, even our um our our villain. So what was his name again? Mamiya. Mamiya. Yeah, Mamiya. Uh, I I found him at the start. I hated him. Uh, like he just he like he there was something irritating about him. The way yeah. like because he wasn't answering fucking questions. Wasn't answering <laughs> questions. He kept uh, instead like, every time someone asked him a question, he would uh, instead answer with a question. Obviously, there's a forgetfulness thing. Obviously, there's this like he's just sort of like always slouching and just has that sort he's of real belligerent. He's real belligerent, <laughs> has that air of disrespect to him, and just like well, like none of this matter. Like there is something so irritating about him. And the further I got on, I'm like, actually no, this is a fucking ripper performance. Yeah, like. Because you are coming across as yeah, belligerence a great word, but then there is also the element of danger to him, and we, especially early on, we can't even pinpoint what it is. We don't know his abilities, mm. and I think it's a fucking terrific performance because definitely by the midpoint, he is a chilling character because of because of all the things that irritated me in the first half. Now they're like weirdly terrifying. The fact that he so does not give a shit is. Awful. He doesn't yeah. care about anybody or anything yeah. or any any trauma or hurt he may cause. Yeah. And that is like there's very little that's scarier than that he's, in another. He's just human a malevolent being. force stumbling around. Like yeah. he's not even targeted. Like it's not like he's going after only women or only mm. the, he just if he runs into you, yeah, if you're you haven't done enough. anything. If you're unlucky enough to run into him to try to help him because yeah. he's a man who's lost his memory and the first thing he asks you, which you learn becomes this like thing that, that ruins you, is mm. he asks you, who are you? And you say your name and your job and the only person who doesn't, who manages to survive long enough yeah, yeah. is the detective who refuses to answer his questions and just says, "I'm a." when he finds him in the hospital or in that dark room and he can't find him yes. and he's yelling out to him, who are you? T- tell me what's your name? And the guy's like, I'm a detective, come yes. out. Like, yeah. And he just keeps saying, doesn't matter. Answer my like he yeah. won't. He doesn't answer the questions. It's great. It's he has great. this kind of like stubbornness that makes him impervious. That then makes him too pervious. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he goes. Pervious. He goes into life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. Were we scared from this one? Yeah, he's upsetting. Yeah. Um, I would say no, but yeah. it's, a, it's a hindsight one. Mm. Where the ramifications of it and thinking about it is is like horrifying to be honest. It is truly horrifying, particularly like just right. that aspect of like you could be who you are, mm-hmm. and then you have one little fucking interaction with a person, yeah. and now you're killing somebody. Yeah, you're killing someone very close to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like and you and you won't even know why or or remember it. Yeah. Well, no, they, no, no. You will remember it. Oh, you do remember. They it, but all you remember just that do, they've done sorry, it. Sorry, yeah. You remember it, but you don't you do know it, why. And they go. Yeah, just because yeah. it felt like the right Which thing. Which is even, that's even more horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah the, that, the that, guy they interview yes. who runs into the wall and starts headbutting them all, yeah. it's just like, it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. It's so awful. It's oh. just, yeah. It truly is terrible. It, it made me think a lot of um, Purple Man from Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, that's obviously done in a more fantastical way, but is is actually very chilling. And again, it's not even so much the execution in, in that or in this, I think, necessarily, where they, they definitely there is like- we're watching murders and that's awful. Um, but it's just, it is the idea of it. The idea of this person having this ability that you literally, you're so powerless against. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the violence of it is, I wouldn't call it super graphic just because you don't mm. see heaps of it. There are no. a couple that are like, it's quite- You see it's corpses. Yeah. 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 I think for someone, for a cowardly custard, this is probably a good film to sort yeah. of watch because it's got- Elements of other genres, mm. and it is probably scarier just because of the ideas that it poses rather than right. the things that you're seeing. Yeah, I think, yeah. though, that's somehow worse. Oh, it yeah, can okay. be. That's It depends For, if you're depends custard, on your taste. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a cowardly custard who watched like Zodiac, we've talked about it a bit. If you watched yeah. Zodiac and then couldn't sleep. Actually, no, I've thought about it, and Tom's right. Cure could fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, no, because- I've thought about it. Yeah, Tom is right. Zodiac <laughs> has fucked me up for my whole life, yeah. whereas like there is something that would have a hundred shit jump scares in it right. that would have fucked me up for the- 90 minutes I watched it yeah. and then never remember and it. It's never think about it yeah. again. Yeah, you're yeah. right, Tom. I'm yeah. wrong. Cure is going to sit with me for Sorry for, for a suggesting long time. people watch this. <laughs> no, no, definitely watch it. It's great. But if you were a bit yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the slow build up and the fact that he's mm. just a guy. Like, he's just a guy. Yeah. Like, he's not. He's just wearing a sweater. Every just, time I saw him, I thought of Tom. I yeah. wanted to buy it. So while I watched this movie it's with my partner sweater. and I was like, that sweater's really good. It's a little bit like Chris Evans' sweater in Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. We went looking for one on that exact style. We couldn't find that exact one which is a bit of a shame yeah part of me then is like if i wore it would i then try to kill everybody or make them kill their partners (laughs) or friends so maybe it's a good you might do that without a sweater (laughs) no 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 what who are you uh just a podcaster yeah there we go (laughs) um yeah well on the scare front i was thinking like there was a moment in this where i I, you kind of go hypnotism obviously such this goofy kind of idea like it's up there with magicians and all that sort of stuff but taking it and giving it such weight and gravitas and going yeah but if it was real, oh no, and it was in the wrong hands of this person who's just like, yeah, who even know? We don't even know his motivations. Then it becomes truly terrifying. Like, and again, I love that it's this thing of hypnotism, and I really, really love the way they again showed us how he did it. Yeah, with the very variously, obviously had the lighter, we had the the water dripping. Yeah, and I like because at the start it's just the lighter. So we're like, all right, they've taken the lighter off him. We're yep. okay. Yeah. 
And then there's the water one and then there's like another one where maybe he's tapping or something like that. Yep. And you're like, oh, no, there are endless things here. Like, And again, that's when, that's when I started to notice the drier noise, the white noise, the amplified ambient noise. Yep. And that's when I'm like, oh, I'm feeling unsafe now. Like, It's the one that, the one that I think kicks it all over for me is when he's- The, the one with the doctor. Because mm. in the other two, you know what he's done. Yeah. And with the doctor with the water, because she keeps almost getting out of it. And yes. he keeps having to tilt her head back up to look at him. Yeah. And he says, no, no, look at me. Mm. And the, the longer every like the longer that went on, where you keep thinking she's going to get out of it, she's going to get out of it. Yeah. And then when he then starts talking about becoming a surgeon mm. and what that would mean, and he has that line: "All of the things that were inside me are now on the outside, yeah. so I can see inside of you." Yes, Amazing. that's chilling. It's it's almost like yeah, and and I it's one of those things where my takeaway, and maybe that's literally the takeaway of the film, is mm. that he's had to. Just empty his entire body out of his identity. Yeah. So he can take other people's to use it against them. Yes. And it's just this he's an empty vessel right. for malevolence. Yeah. And it's just it's so chilling. Yeah. It's fucked. You yeah. know, another thing worth thinking about in the movie is uh, the detective sidekick says that thing about like, oh, when someone's hypnotized, they still something about they still hold on to their morality. Mm. So they might be pushed in a certain direction. But yeah, they, yeah. They wouldn't actually kill because that would go against the yeah, morality. Yeah. So I guess does is the movie sort of positioning in it that inside everybody they can do it anyway. Yep. Morality yeah. doesn't matter yeah. in, in a sense because everyone's capable of, of horrible things. Yeah. Which is grim. Really that's, grim. That's real grim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty bleak. It's even like that bit where he goes back to the, the psychologist and mm. he talks to him and he has that vision yes. of being hypnotized and attacked by the detective right. in the cell. And you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and then he yeah. comes out and he's like, oh, ne- never mind. And then he goes into his room and the X is on the wall. And the detective's like, yeah. why have you done that? He's like, oh, just because I thought it would help me scratch it off. He's trying to scratch yeah, it off. And, yeah. and you realize that. And then he just says, you spoke to him, didn't you? And he's just like, yeah. And the next thing you know, oh, he died. But he was weirdly handcuffed to this pole. And the detective just looks at the handcuff and then leaves the room. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Question for you, Damo. Yeah, mate. We're hope, boys. Yep. How did it colour your view of the film? Because I think from pretty early on when he's promising his wife, we're definitely going to go on that holiday. Yes, yes, yes. You're like, oh, no, 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 no nothing, yeah. nothing good's going to no, happen No, that's here. a great question. And so for me, normally yeah. that would be like, a, oh, that's, this is a real downer. Yeah. And the movie is a downer and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty bleak. Doesn't end well. And yet I just really respect the storytelling and the way that it was all constructed so it doesn't actually affect the viewing for me. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Because definitely, I, I was I was even thinking about this. Like, you cotton on pretty early that this isn't going to end well. Like, basically, our detective and serial killer don't meet till the midpoint. Yeah, and then pretty much from that meeting, even though he like yeah isn't selling his name, takes the lighter off of him, all this sort of stuff, it doesn't matter. There's still this sense of uh, you're a ticking time bomb now. I don't know when you're going to explode, but at some yeah. point, he's yeah. already got you somehow. I don't yeah. know how, but he has. And so I guess part of it is is the curiosity. And like you said, I think the the genre elements really work for him, for me there as well, where not even the horror stuff, just the, the actual sort of detective mystery of it all, where even though it's like, oh, I, my character's not going to have a, have a good time, I weirdly am because I've got a really juicy mystery that I'm going to get yeah. delivered to me in a very satisfying way. And so, like, weirdly, I guess the hope was for me, I suppose. I suppose, too, that the hope sort of lives eternally because mm. there is, like- it's stacking all the odds against him, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to end well. But, but what if? Yes. There's, he's trying. There's a light. He's here, trying. And it, it doesn't, you know. And that's what the, out, I think that's yeah. what the best horror has, where yeah. it's like- It keeps the light on It somewhere. keeps the light. That light can be very, very small, and yeah. our character can have 
everything against them. And for me, yeah, I like it when they get the win. I'm not going to lie. That's yeah, what I'm into. But for this one, just keeping it on is probably what got yeah. me all the way I, through. I quite like this. It's the idea that, yeah, it can be a bleak story. It can yeah. end badly. But as long as it keeps the light on somewhere yeah. in some small way, I'm there. Yeah, that's it. Dude. That's good. It's it's what you tapped into when we're talking about, I can't remember the film now, when mm. you talked about um this movie values oh, with life. With Boogeyman, yeah. Boogeyman, yeah, Boogeyman. Yeah. This yeah. movie, this yeah. movie values life. Yeah, and and some horror movies are just bleak for the sake of bleak, and they don't value life. But yeah. this movie values life because you see the outcome of taking it, and mm. it, and it ruins the yes. people who are who are driven of to course, it. Yeah, and even like one of the more chilling sequences is the sequence where they are questioning the cop, mm. and they they keep trying to hypnotize him, and he gets really agitated, and then he walks over. And stabs the other cop with like the plastic stirrer, yeah. and it doesn't do anything. And he draws yeah. the X on him, and the two like everyone's like, "Oh, this is this is what happens." Yeah, he, if it. he had have had access to a weapon, yeah, this guy would now be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the chilling fucked. way he walks over, and so it it, it values stakes and it values yeah. life, and every every death feels like it ruins something. Mm. So I think. That's where the hope and the light comes from for maybe yeah, it ruins guys. the it ruins yeah. the light of the main character yes. because I think part yeah. of this genre too is great when you have the detective who's like doggedly going after the killer and at, at the personal cost of his own yeah. soul yeah. essentially and you know it's only going to keep eroding him yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. he puts his wife in a home yeah well on that did our characters act wisely or foolishly he does so well for so long right so yeah. What can you do? What I think they, they catch on to the whole hip- hypnosis element pretty early too. Yeah, that's true. Which is good. And it yeah. makes you respect the character and sort yeah. of invest in him trying to solve it. Hell yeah. Like even yeah. the way he kind of goes, I know it's hyp- hypnotism. We know it's insane, but let's just talk about yeah. it as if it was real for a second. Like yeah. Again, I think for a detective to go, well, I need to at least rule this out. Like to yeah. me, that's good detective work. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's then, a good boy. But when he's doing that work and it keeps pointing back to this thing and- Okay, it's looking. Even though it feels impossible, that's what's that's what's potentially happening here. Like, yep. so th- on th- on that end, he is wise. Like, he's doing his job. He's doing it well. Unfortunately, in doing it, he that's where he's going to erode himself. Yeah, and things are going to get bad for him. Yeah, yeah. He the mistake they all make, and even even the psychologist character, his uh, his psychic Sa- yeah. Sakara Sakura, his whole thing being that. He's great in terms of research and he's giving him information. He's yeah. also calming him down when he's starting to get yeah, a little bit too were intense great, for great it. little pair, yeah. And then his fatal mistake is the fatal mistake they all get. He gets curious. Yeah. He goes and talks to the guy because, yeah. of course, you would. Right, of right. Co- this, this guy is maybe doing something incredible. Yeah. He's a psychologist. He's interested in it. Of course, yeah. he's going to go talk to him. Of course. And yeah. then the minute he goes to talk to him, well, that you're too late. Yep. You're done now. You've done it. Yeah, and yeah. Got and him. Same with the detective. The minute he has to talk to him because he's mm. a detective and you know that even though he's strong, yeah. the cost is is too great. When he goes in to visit him, because again, he makes the choice to go back into the cell when the, the psychologist yeah. is like, don't go and talk to him. Yeah. He goes back. He has to know. I have yeah. to go and interrogate him one last time. And that's when he has the vision <laughs> of his wife. And that's when it all starts <laughs> to go back. Yeah. 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 You're fucked, man. Yeah. He, yeah. Just quietly. I made a note during have this. Have to know. He, I literally wrote, here's our Sean. Because one, he gets very angry. <laughs> he gets real fucking angry. When he angry. throws just the water on the yeah, mirror. Yeah. Uh, and he has to know. He has to know. Uh, like, definitely it's when he, he he talks about his wife to him. And you're like, oh, fuck, you're done, son. Like, oh, like, yeah. Don't give him about any information. What a, about what a burden she what is. A bur- like, yeah, like, yeah. if they're like, he wants to know who you are. 
that is the core, unfortunately, for him at that point of who he is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the best scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he basically says, you know, you're who you are at home and who you are at work are two completely different people, yeah. and they're not even you. Like you don't even yeah. you've lost what you are. You don't even know who right. you are. And that's right. and that's around the same time they have that great conversation, and he keeps telling him, "You're amazing." Yes, yeah. I think you're amazing. Yes, mm. yes. because he's found someone. There are theories that it is the devil or it's mm. whatever. He's found someone who can continue to be a vessel for this work. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And he can he can continue it on because this guy's got a strong will. Yeah. He's he's got this thing. And then I love that awful realization that he makes when he realizes that by telling the hypnotist about his wife, he has mm. to he has to put his wife somewhere where he won't hurt her. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Which is why when he's like, Yeah, I'll I'll be back when the work dies down. It's like, no, you're not you're not coming back for her because if you come back for her, you might kill her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so like but again, even this is not even about this thing. I'm just thinking about the wife again. The way that the movie opens with her reading Bluebeard. Right. That's how yes. the movie opens. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck's this? Then you don't see that again. And then the next time you see his wife, she's like, oh, that's the woman from the start reading Bluebeard. Right. That's so strange. What was she doing at that place? Yeah. And then you see her get lost. And you're still like, I don't understand what's going on. And then they give her the book again. She's like, I've never read this in my life. And you're like, oh, okay. I see what's- There okay. it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. This yeah. movie's working so hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a great example. It's yeah. good. Fuck. Let me ask our final question, and it's a worrying one, but uh, what would we do in this situation? We're fucked. <laughs> we're so Mr. Fucked. I have to know I over here. I have to know, yeah. He's gonna, we're gonna, he's gonna have to know, and then we'll I could be get dead. him. I could get him to answer questions. I could get him to talk. I don't think yeah. you could, man. Uh, I have no, to no, know. no, Sean, he's happy to talk to you. Yeah, I know. Too happy. Uh, yeah, dead, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it very much does feel like one of those movies where it's like, there, there is no way to avoid. No, this, no. Again, really. like our detective uh, is it, smart. to avoid it. You have to not kick the stones, which is to interact with the guy. Yeah. Yes, you need to just have like keep him at arm's length yeah. at all times. Yeah, and like yeah, you have to know. You have to get his sweater. Yeah. There's no hope. Here. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, I'm an oversharer. He will ask me like, hey, tell me about your life. I will tell him fucking everything and then immediately kill one of you. I'm not though. No, In fact, right. if he's like, what's your name? I'll probably be like, fuck off. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, but he'll get you another way, Sean. He will. He'll get yeah. me. He'll trick me and then he'll tell me that you told him information about me and then I'll oh, well, beat you good. up outside the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're I, dead. We're dead. I think okay. we're dead. We're all dead, yeah. yeah. I mean, that or if we're not dead, one of us then becomes a vessel hypnotist and yes. is sitting in a, in a restaurant and making a woman kill a bunch of people. There's, so there, is a, there is a cut apparently where yeah. you see her- Oh, no, yeah, I much so I prefer that. what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they made the, the director happen. was like, oh no, too much. Yeah, no, good. Yeah, good work. Yeah, um, yeah, unless we get a once a year Scaredy Boys free pass to not kick the stones. Oh, okay. Then we're I just like a couple of boys on holiday in Japan. Oh, yeah, having a great time. Oh yes, we do. I, I love Japanese food. I love Pokemon. Yeah. We're having lots a great of Pokemon time. shit there. <laughs> it's the home of Pokemon. Tom, it is. Yeah, it is. I bet we could find them. Are we free passing this? I think we're free. Do we want to waste the free pass? <laughs> we are what? We're halfway through the year. We're over halfway through the over year. Over halfway, but yeah. We've got the horrors of you know October to come. Yes, we've got spooky Halloween season. coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Free pass. I think holiday in Japan has got me. I, I, yeah, I like, yeah. I was I think, loving I the idea that we're having this wonderful holiday and be like, geez, did you hear about these murders are going on? Oh, well, <laughs> just keep having a great yeah. time. <laughs> for some reason on this holiday, I'm not into sweaters. Because if I, I did see that man, I'd be like, where'd you get that sweater? And he'd be right. like, what? Who are you? I'm Tom. I love sweaters. None of us smoke, so no lighters. Yeah, no, it's all good. Fair, yeah. It, maybe it's unseasonably warm. Our, our free pass makes it. We're wearing, little, we're wearing Kevin Bacon Friday the 13th <laughs> denim cutoffs, baby. And we're having a good time. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been 
Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you Skeddy listeners like our show would like to help us out, you can. It's really easy. You can just head to patreon.com forward slash Skeddy Boys and become a patron with for just $5 a month. You get access to all our bonus episodes. We've got chases, Skeddy stories. We've got I'm DDB Detective. We've got a Q&A coming. We've got fucking eye cramps. We've got so much stuff in there. We are working so hard to make it the beefiest Patreon in existence. If you don't like beef, stay away from the Patreon. Right. It's, it's full beef. It's full beef over there, guys. There's veggie options too. There is. There is. <laughs> a few it's, it's one of those like, you know when you get a really like a good pasty and it's full yeah. of stuff? That's yeah. what we're fucking doing. I right. never order a pasty. Yeah, but like if you were, you'd if want you full were, stuff. If you were, sure. You, you want, want a full yeah. stuff. You want a souvlaki. You want you want you want shit coming out of it yeah. at the end, right? You want a bit of meat with fawn in yeah. it. It's so full. It's when you get a burrito and it's like this nice tight little package. You bite it and it's soft and crunchy. And There's amazing. no wasted space. There's no, no just tortilla. Yeah, yeah, that's our Patreon. So that's what our Patreon is. It's five bucks a month. You check it out. Uh, otherwise, you can also leave us a review wherever you listen. That truly does help a bunch. And we've actually we just caught on recently that. Um, for the Apple reviews, we we only get to read the Aussie ones because Apple have this weird thing where you can only read the ones from your country. But we found this site where you can read them all. It's <laughs> so counterintuitive. It's so crazy. I don't understand it at all. But Steve Jobs is a fuckhead. <laughs> I'll say it. Okay. You besmirched the dead. Oh, oh is he dead? <laughs> Damn. Steve Jobs. I'll fight him in hell. <laughs> but yeah, we had a lovely day. Uh, I had a lovely day reading uh, quite a lot of awesome reviews. So thank you so much for that. They do get read. I shared them with the boys so they could have a lovely time yeah, as well. They were lovely. I did. They were beautiful. Uh, so they're awesome. And again, of course, it helps other listeners find the show, which we really, really do appreciate. And lastly, if you have any comments about this episode or just want to give us a hello, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Skeddy Boys Podcast or on Twitter at Skeddy Boys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Actually, now I've thought about it and Tom's right.